You are listening to an awful lot of running, a Doctor Who podcast. For the first time in 2023, the year of Doctor Who's six-year anniversary, welcome to an awful lot of running a Doctor Who podcast. Woo! Yes, I am Jack Alexander, your usual host, and joining me as always, the beep to my meep. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I see what you did. Yeah, yeah, you see it there. It's only published author Robin Fall. Welcome hey. again! Oh my god, has it has it been like almost a year since we've done one of these? Like, <laughs> it, it feels like a long time. No, let's be honest. Let's, let's let's address the elephant in the room. Okay, um, there was a slight unplanned burnouty hiatus from us both. There wasn't there? <laughs> like just, just just a slight one, but we want to reassure fans that first of all. There was no massive falling out between us. There was nothing behind the scenes. Um, there wasn't anything that caused us to be like mortal enemies since Christmas. No, no. No. Brother, my brother, tell me what are we fighting for? <laughs> no, Podcasters aren't that. meant to fight. Not like Not this. Not like this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, it's... Uh... Uh, it, it, it's good to be back and we good to be doing this proper you know oh, um mate. we've we we have spoken since we've done yeah, yeah, you, we know, have. We've, you know we've done little things we've even i i'll put it out there now we've even started play testing and figuring out um dimension daleks which is going to be our oh. doctor who D show which will be yourself me sam and sort of a rotating cast of people we can pull in from the who community to I had so much fun with that playtest. I mean, this will unfortunately be what we will always refer to as the lost episode of Dimensions yeah. and Daleks. <laughs> it's the it's the what it's the one you junked because Sam and I pissed you off so much. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it's amazing. Like you should always, as a GM, um, in terms of Dungeons and Dragons or any game, always encourage your players to just rule of cool. Like, have fun with role-playing. Throw out all the craziest ideas so that they feel comfortable with this world of imagination where there's only the rules confined by the limitations of mechanics. So when Jack here and... <laughs> oh, my God, you two put me through the fences you did. Yeah, um, I think it, 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 it's, you know, you, you have to... I have to put it out there. Robin fully expected us to play as our our actual characters we're going to play the first campaign with. But um, 
Sam and I decided we were going to play as John, John and Gillian, the uh, the first <laughs> doctors or the doctors, um, weird Victorian ghostly grandchildren from like the TV comics and stuff, it's... who were who were kind of murdery. Uh... <laughs> Just a tad, yeah. Like, yeah. oh my god! But it was fantastic. It was just your characters, and I laughed so much. I did during it, like, yeah, yeah. Oh. But but we, you, you got the biggest, you got the biggest laugh from me. You almost <laughs> killed Sam and me. Genuinely, <laughs> you almost killed me and Davis uh, because there, there was a part when we were very close to the start. Uh, Sam and I were there, it's John and Gillian in the TARDIS, just mucking about, and then suddenly Robin, in this Cockney accent and we're playing on Roll20 at the time as well so Roll20 is great if anyone's ever used it before, because you can it basically gives you, like, all the digital uh, like uh, accessibility to be able to play D&D in a really interesting way uh, via the internet, which is great. And mm. so we have like a TARDIS setup you said in there with little character counters. And then you in a full on company answer, right then, what's going on here? Wah! Wah! Yeah, oh, yes. And this massive David Tennant faced, <laughs> this massive David Tennant faced like little sticker burst through these doors this time. And Sam and I were gone for about five minutes. <laughs> Because it was it because it was the jump scare which was the most hilarious thing. We started calling him handsome grandfather, which was very, <laughs> very funny. And yeah, it was quite. It was it, a good time was had. So the the thing is, that's what everyone here has got to look forward to. If me trying to do um, a roughly <laughs> Scottish accent or trying to imitate David Ted in terms of Cockney, then. Um, <laughs> you, you, you got things to look forward to, but I, I can't wait till you try and do Sylvester McCoy and you start turning Welsh. Oh my god! <laughs> so, it's like Robin, wrong end of the wrong country. <laughs> <laughs> but it's safe to say that from what we've play tested, we already absolutely adore the books. Yeah, um, I from... think I think Cubicle Seven have done a fantastic job, and they've made D and D you know fifth edition fit doctor who which is you know that i think people when it was announced a lot of people were thinking oh you're trying to put a, a square peg in a triangle hole or something like that but actually yeah, yeah. it works beautifully really really great it you does know? it does and we were play testing the whole brand new features with mental damage and emotional damage yes and they work perfectly in the setting and fa- thank you, thank you again for sending us that um, rule book for us to work off. And mm. we feel so bad for not getting out this content sooner, especially since you gave this to us ages ago. But if you are listening yeah. or anyone from there is listening, please note that we are working hard on trying to create something that's yeah. the best for our fans. Absolutely. I think that's the thing. We've we spent a long time sort of ironing out what we can do to make this the best iteration of Dimension Daleks that we can possibly make it. And, you know, we put a review out there very quickly of the uh, 
of the actual, you know, uh, starter guide, what have you. Um, if anyone wants to check that out, head over to Cuba 7's website. Uh, you can pick up a PDF edition. There's a beautiful limited edition uh, hardback slipcase sort of thing. And there are actually, I think there's a monster guide, which might be out now. And I believe there's a campaign as well. So is, go and check those is, out. Yeah. yeah. So please, please go check those out, which would be very, very, very nice to go and support these this amazing work of this team. Um, I suppose, Rob, and that brings us on to what are because we're doing like a massive sort of like news roundup, big, you know, because people haven't basically heard our thoughts unless they follow us on Twitter, which let's face it, if you're listening to this podcast, you should be following us on Twitter. And that's what they've been following us Twitter. They've not necessarily heard our thoughts about a lot of stuff and a lot of news has basically come out since pretty much the Sophie Aldred interview that we did way back in November. So oh my God, that incredible incredible interview and um but one thing i'd like to throw out there is um those of us who don't listen to our twitter um first of all what is wrong with you but uh second of all um jack how can they find you on twitter oh at an awful jack sorry or at an underscore awful underscore jack and uh for, 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 for a bit of synergy with the podcast because obviously as you all know because you all follow the podcast we are an underscore awful on twitter so yeah and go follow us on instagram things like that as well yeah and you can all find me on uh just type in robin foe and you'll find me on twitter as well um i am definitely not as um unabashedly constantly posting out doctor who news as jack is jack is on the ball jack is finding his stuff that i just... I, uh, I i don't know that you can say <laughs> that i'm posting a uh, uh, doctor who news i mean literally one of my tweets today was head cannon um a fan we torch uh pterodactyl is actually a vortosaur <laughs> <laughs> i've missed that but that sounds amazing um but yes please follow us on there and um Back to some Doctor Who news, I guess. Absolutely, yeah. We're going to do a big 60th Series 14, David Shooty, Catherine, Millie, RTD2. Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious. Just a just roundup of everything that we can possibly <laughs> think of, because there's so much that we just want to cover and talk about that we really haven't spoken about apart from like with each other and like different things mm. and my wife who my long-suffering wife bless her who i'm like oh my god oh my god this doctor who thing and she she's very nice and very you know very accommodating but she's dead behind the eyes so <laughs> 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 no she's not really i love you i love you i love you Jody. <laughs> okay so um i think we should start with looking at particularly things that happened on uh doctor who day itself you know the 23rd of november because a lot of stuff came out around that time really um first things first we have a new logo well i say a new logo it's the revamped rebooted old school diamond shaped logo and I'm being honest. We've had a lot of we've had a lot of new stuff coming out with that cover on it, or with that logo on it. And it mm. when it really when it works, it really really works. Oh, it does. Um, and I I, I absolutely adore it. I, I don't think it's my favourite logo. 
I think okay. it's very okay. nice, you know. I think it's very, very nice. I, 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 st- I think I'm going to be honest. I really liked, I really liked the one they had for the Chipotle era. I really like that one there, and I'm a big fan personally. I think my favorite is like the, is like the John Pertwee Doctor Who slash the TV movie version of the uh, logo. Oh, oh, that is good. That is a good one. I see. I'm. I don't know if it's because of my nostalgia, but I absolutely love like first season of new who's one like christopher eccleston's like there's something so oh i got simple. i got hot takes on that one oh i got oh, hot takes really i think it, i i i i've gone back on i think it looks disgusting <laughs> oh shots fired already yeah, um, but, yeah. uh but the thing is yeah I, I don't know what it is there's something about it where okay it's probably not what you'd call a doctor who logo but I think it's very good at being like a new kind of sci-fi series logo. And I think they kind of got, probably they got better ones as the series went on, which were more appropriate for the show and for... Mm. Apart from from the one they used in series seven. Not a fan. Not a fan fan of that one. (laughs) But um, as I was saying, you know, they went on, they definitely did some throwbacks to some of the original titles with little things as well as making it a bit more Doctor Who themed and I think this brand new diamond logo that we have I think it's honestly really grown on both me and a lot of fans because that symmetry that throwback to the old days and the potential for it as well because it's just small enough to say fit inside of like a like a pin that you can wear or like to be in the middle of a DVD box with all the characters around it. Like yeah. there's something about it, which really works well. It's, it's really lovely. And I think it's, I think it works very well for the diamond anniversary. I did sort of feel very bad for the Chibnall fans uh, that, were, that were having a hard time post Power the Doctor and, you know, because we've all been there when our favourite era has ended and what happened. Mm, you know, yeah. Because I think it was about a week after that they properly announced that this is going to be the new logo and, like, all the social media accounts, like, changed to this new logo. And then we had, like, interviews with Shooty, Gats were going out and different things on the YouTube channel. And we had the confirmation that Disney were going to be involved in some way. Oh, my God. Which is... All the money. You know... All the money. I think you know. Yeah, I think obviously there's you know there's going to be some sort of budget increase, which we've seen in terms of new technology, which we'll be talking about in a bit, I'm sure as well. Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. I also I think it's also worth putting out there that people's concerns about that Disney being like you know the the backer of Doctor Who and the home of Doctor Who Mm -hmm. in terms of internationally, I think it's worth saying that people's concerns about that are completely valid and. Like, you know, people that, you know, in terms of, you know, because people look at it and think about, and certainly worry with Disney's track record on representation or lack thereof. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, I think it's very, you know, those, those concerns are valid. I would say that we can trust Russell in terms of that. But at the same time, again, if people are having a tough time with that and, it, and you know, and like I say, I think their concerns are completely valid, and I think that's I think that's that's totally worth saying. Mm. So, yeah, one hundred percent. And I think any concern with any new company having 
a hand in something as well, because for the longest time, it has been a British, um, primarily like a British series, and it's had its money from that, and it's had its influence from that. And, you know, having Disney money come through, I think will definitely help with production and will help with a lot of stuff that we haven't had before or we've been lacking before. Now, whether or not Disney have any direct influence I don't know if they've yet confirmed any of that. I, 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 I'm, I can't remember exactly, but I believe there's been conversations about that. And I think, I think that ultimately they're going to have some, but I think that Russell and the BBC retain most of that creative control. Hmm. I could be misspeaking there. If someone, if I am at all, please let me know on Twitter. Please let me do, and I will, you know, I'll speak about that and apologize for that. But I think that's the case. But. Um, mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. Russell being back as showrunner, we've seen him return to doing the showrunner notes uh, every month in Doctor Who magazine, which is mm. Have you been very keeping nice. up with that, Jack? I ha- I've been keeping up with that. Um, I've been keeping up a lot with Doctor Who magazine. Um, I, think, I think it's worth saying now that we will not be discussing all the dumpster fire um, discourse and chat around that magazine and its covers. Jack, what are you talking about? It's nothing but positivity yeah. on Twitter, right? Uh, anyway, um, I, I will I will caveat that a bit by saying the most recent one concern, and I don't want to cover it properly. I'm going to get it proper. The most recent sure. one concerning the um, um, David Tennant and Liz Sladen and the issue itself being about Sarah Jane Adventures, I think that with that i'll very quickly just say that when women are speaking up about something especially in this community and well really about anything we have a duty as men and as fans to listen to them and not belittle their responses just being discourse and particularly this most recent one i'm not going to go into it all but no 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 that's i just i think you know again as men we can do better and i think Mm. when women speak up we should listen. That's that's all I'll say about that. No, but that, that's great. Um, like I say, in his very first one, Russell T. Davis revealed that we're going to be getting eight episodes of Doctor Who each series. However, we're going to get eight episodes a year consistently, which I think was oh. a big, which I think was a big issue a lot of us had with uh, the Chibnall era. Which, to be fair to him, when it comes to things like flux and fucking COVID, not his that, fault at all. You no, know, no, when there was a gap there, not his fault there at all. And frankly, it was a fucking miracle that we got flux and the specials after that, mm. because it really is. And I think we owe a lot to Chris Chibnall, and I think we should be very thankful that even if you didn't like his era, even I think we should be very thankful that he took the job when nobody else wanted it. You know, and, and he kept Doctor <sighs> Who going for five years, you know, when potentially it might have ended, you know? Mm. And you know what? We voiced it enough on the podcast, and I know that we've had a lot of flip-flopping. Me, I'm still not a fan of his stuff, but considering the options of either five years of no dot two content or five years of content, which actually Jack, you've gone back, you've watched a bunch of it and 
you've really been enjoying it, haven't you? Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, I can quite firmly say that the power of the Doctor, for you know, despite its messiness, despite its flaws, I can see past all of them because it genuinely is an episode I adore. And mm. I would, I generally put it in like one of my in like if I was doing like a new list of episodes of ones I like, I probably put it in my top ten. Genuinely, wow, that, like that that good. Yeah, genuinely, I I cannot. I cannot um, take away from that experience I had watching that first time. And every every time I've watched it since as well, I have still felt that joy, that mm. sheer, I'm watching Doctor Who, and it's, it, it's captivating. It's everything I've ever wanted from this show. It's mm. Paul McGann! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. It's, again, we've, we've talked about it. I'm really happy that we've have continued to have Doctor Who because I think Doctor Who is such a staple in TV culture and sci-fi culture. Like, crying out loud, it has outlived so many different shows for a reason because the fans are so incredibly passionate for it. And there's something about a series, about time travel, about world travelling, that's what started off as something that was meant to be kind of an educational thing turned into yeah we could have some education but we can also have some badass adventures and who doesn't love badass adventures it's like exactly. yeah, yeah yeah and eight it, consistent it, it, and episodes it's, and it's funny yeah and it's funny because that's always been it you look at hartnell and it's literally him being a fucking badass for mm. <laughs> and it is and it's so funny because it's an old man and i love i love it when you get to like the the sort of Hartnell, because there's a real character arc with the first Doctor, which is interesting because there's a character arc there before there are really before character arcs were really a thing in televised media, mm. and it's really interesting because he goes from this grumpy old bugger into this <laughs> witty, <laughs> fucking douchery old man, which is just beautiful. And yeah, saying what you're saying there, eight episodes a year is better than not knowing when it's going to be on and getting, mm. you know, so many episodes here and there, you know, Doctor Who, I've said before, I'm a teacher and Doctor Who should be massive with children. Okay. Mm-hmm. I get, I, as a, in my current role, I go to lots of different schools, barely any kids know what Doctor Who is. Oh. And oh, that's gutting. isn't that gutting? Because I can guarantee you, because I know because a lot of our a lot of our friends and people we've worked with are younger than us and we're in like primary school when we were in secondary school when Doctor Who mm. started again. We're like, yeah, everyone in my primary school was mad for it. You know? Everyone in my primary school. And it's like, what happened? And I really think it is a case of being like, we don't we know when it's bloody on. We don't mm. know when to watch it. And whereas if it's like you know, because back when Russell was running it for, for, you know, series one to four, it was uh, series, Christmas special. Yeah? yeah. Series again around Easter, 13 weeks, Christmas special. And it's massively exciting to me to think that hopefully we'll return to that format with eight episodes, but also mm-hmm. with a Christmas slash festive special every year. <laughs> And we know that because they are currently filming Shuti Gatwa's first Christmas special. Or again, I say Christmas slash 
festive. We're not quite sure, but I can hope. I can oh. hope in hope because I know I know a lot of people feel very strongly that New Year's Day is a better fit for an episode. Personally, no. Christmas Day for me, baby. And I think you know those my, people my again. My is on Christmas. Yeah, yeah. But again, those people again, absolutely right to have that opinion. Josh <laughs> Carr, I had this. I had this conversation with Josh Carr in our group chat, and he was saying, like, oh, New Year's Day is better for me. And again, I completely respect that. Josh, you know, hosting of Who Knew, you know, wonderful job, mate. But for me, it's Christmas Day. Mm. It's I sit down with the family, presents around, weird jumpers or weird articles of clothes yeah. I've got on Christmas that year, full of my Christmas dinner, full of my chocolate. And just the feeling of excitement and buzz that all that day, because because personally for me it was always like <laughs> I love Christmas, I adore Christmas, I yeah, still can't same. sleep on Christmas, I still can't sleep on Christmas <laughs> as an adult <laughs> and as a father of two young children, not being able not being able to sleep is like mm. weird because I can literally fall asleep anywhere now. Like I have, I've developed that superpower because I am always running on fucking empty. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, but but genuinely, I'd always be like, "Yay, Christmas!" But Doctor Who, but Doctor, I got, I got Doctor Who today, and that would that excitement would see me through. You know, you know, it's great. It was always great knowing that you had Doctor Who as a Christmas special because it did turn into a Christmas tradition. You were bloated with Christmas turkey or Christmas ham or whatever the hell you went for. And then, you know, your par- like your parents or other family members who maybe they watched Doctor Who when it first said, maybe they tailored it off a little bit, but they'd always come back for the Christmas special. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it absolutely played into that event TV. Yeah. Like the whole thing that they went for. And you know what? If people are like, oh, you know, it's two short eight episodes or the like, it's like, well, you know what else typically has eight episodes, maybe a year? The Mandalorian, which mm. has been fucking phenomenal. Absolutely one of my favorite TV shows. Um, and maybe the kind of money that we're getting for the new yeah. stuff. You know, biggest TV show in the world right now. Uh, the last of us and i think there's like eight to ten episodes in that series and it's probably going to be two or three years before series two comes out i I want to watch that series so bad like pedro pascal becoming one of my new favorite actors and someone who i personally i know he's on the big bucks now but if we could get him a doctor who at some point that'd be so good daddy pedro daddy daddy pedro And, that, and it's like I'm a I am a straight cis white oh, man. And I'm like, yeah, daddy. I'm like daddy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just like my, my partner. She's on TikTok all the time, and it's nothing but daddy Pascal memes, especially the um the Kingsman <laughs> two where he's got the whip, and it's just oh like, really? Mm-hmm. I was yeah. I thought you were gonna say it was like the Nicolas Cage um in the car while, you know, <laughs> yeah. where it's the uh, Nicolas Cage looking at him and then Pedro's just massive infectious smile yeah which just oh beautiful I love it I absolutely adore it and yeah I think yeah consistency is great and we know for a fact as well we know we have spin-offs we know they've said that they're going to be there are going to be spin-offs of Doctor are, Who are you, gonna are you be, serious 
yeah, there's going to be spin-offs. The at Bad Wolf, they have a big, they have a mural, not a mural, they have a beautiful artwork of shooting on the wall there now in the offices, and above it it says the Hooniverse. What? I've completely missed this. I've not even seen this on, on bloody Twitter. Are you serious? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my yeah. god! This is my genuine reaction. I'm really, really excited by this. Yeah. Like, but, and do you know what? As well, what, 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 ties into. When we were at, I was at the BFI this past weekend to watch the yeah. Sea Devils, uh, which was fantastic. People that follow me on Twitter will have seen my Sea Devil memeing <laughs> for oh, when I was trying but, to get tickets for like everyone. Okay, I'm, I want to put a pin in that because I definitely want to have you talk about that because I'm really disappointed I can yeah. go this year. Yeah. Um, but I, I will. I will say the. I'll say the one thing. And then mm-hmm. I'll we'll come back to that later, okay? And that, there'll be okay, there'll okay, be another yeah. chance. There'll be another chance here, okay? Casey Manning was there, who obviously we all know was the amazing Joe Grant or Joe Jones mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. from you know Pertwee era, and genuinely one of the best people I've ever met in my life, mm-hmm. <laughs> quite seriously. And she sort of let slip on the stage there because. They always do a beautiful trailer for these box sets because that's what we're celebrating the series nine, mm-hmm. the, sorry, the season nine box set being released. Uh, someone was someone was about to crucify me on Twitter for calling the classic <laughs> series for calling a classic series season a series when the classic series seasons are seasons. It's a whole thing, right? Uh, <laughs> okay. And she let slip that. She hadn't been spoken to personally, but she knew other people were coming back and there were going to be spin-offs. So... I mean, does that confirm that that last special of Jodie's where they're all gathered around the womb in their chairs talking to one another? Can we... Can we do that? Can we have a Companions United I'm series? Just, I make, I make, I'm making a prayer circle for my <laughs> Ace for the Ace Adventures. Yeah, all the Adventures oh. of Ace. Ace, Ace, Ace. Come Ace, on, Ace. the Return of K Nine, the Return of K Nine. Yeah, that, baby, that's what the serpent has. Right, that's that's something which we need, do need to do a tangent on. Okay, so oh, oh, okay. Um, this past month was the big American Doctor Who convention, that being Gallifrey One. Um, oh, yes. And I will, I will just say straight away now to anyone listening to us because of the amazing work of protagonist Ivy, as she calls herself on Twitter. Ivy, who's a friend of the show and just one of the best people in this community, one of the kindest and most positive and lovely people. She set up a table at Gallifrey One and had a bunch of Doctor Who podcasts represented there and even had uh, Catherine Wheeler, friend of the show, and all the people who've worked on her uh, fanzine as well, represented there as well. But she had these beautiful mm. little posters of Doctor Who podcasts that people should listen to. And ours was right there at the top. So yes, thank you so much I saw that. that. Honestly, Ivy, thank you so much for that. And thank you so much to anyone that's now listening to us because of that. And Gallifrey One looks amazing. I really hope one day we can get there, Robin, because it's oh, just that'd fantastic. Oh, that'd be incredible. Oh, and uh, basically, f- thank you. Thank you for doing yeah. that. Because when I saw that, that put such a smile on my face. Like, well, it, I, 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 I had a little cry to think that halfway around the world, uh, our little podcast had been represented there. 
uh-huh. which was just lovely, you know. Uh, but anyway, um, Chris Chibnall went on a very successful, very great uh, Doctor American Doctor Who podcast called Radio Free Scaro, mm-hmm. and did a sort of exit interview, which is it's a wonderful interview and he speaks so much about his era and so much about things he what he did and things he couldn't do people should go and listen to that pause this podcast now and go and listen to radio free scaro if you haven't done already the chris Chibnall exit interview is wonderful genuinely wonderful and he actually says robin yeah he wanted to put jody with k9 but they couldn't get the rights oh are you joking no how, how does that work like I don't, I don't honestly know. I don't understand how that works entirely. He, there's so many little things he wanted to do spin-offs, but they didn't have the budget for it. Okay, I'm sorry. I I know I'm the filthy casual of this podcast, but I just I just want to take a step back. Like, did K9 like blow out in popularity and sell his identity to Hollywood or something like I think I think it's in, I think it's very much one of those things where like the original creator of K9 or his estate has technically the rights and they oh. give, finish the rights very much like how the Daleks are technically owned by the Terry Nation estate and they are then used by Big Finish and Doctor Who and what have you Ah, so, yeah. okay. That 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 sausage. I got yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, it's 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 crazy, isn't it? You know, mm. just you know. <laughs> um, but yeah, and it's a really wonderful interview. So much came out from that, and came out from Gallifrey One that I just I felt like wow. So many of us, myself included, really owe Chris Chibnall an apology because there are big things like. Um, the marketing money was cut, so that's why the marketing for like series twelve and thirteen oh, and why? was so terrible. Like, like oh well, you God. know, uh, uh, objectively terrible and so insular and so that I really, I'll, I'll send you a link to this, Robin. Uh, when please, it's done, it, please, it's a, it's a again, and they do a fantastic job interviewing him, and he just speaks wonderfully and. Genuinely coming out of it and coming out of everything that came out of Gallifrey One, Chris Chibnall, he may not be my favorite showrunner. He's probably one of my favorite people on this planet. Wow. Wow. Like, holy shit. I really feel like I've not given the guy enough credit. Like, I remember us talking ages ago about where the hell's the marketing? Why are they not doing the bit to hype up Doctor Who? And yeah. If it's basically... I very, I very much think, I very much think that the BBC mm. let him take a lot of flack for stuff when actually it wasn't, it wasn't his fault. It was Dude, other people Chib- not giving Chibno. it. Like, hell, I, I know he's not listening to this, but even so, like, I'm, I'm sorry for some of the flack that I gave you. I know we can be passionate fans could be emotional fans and you know that's not really an excuse and yeah you know i'm sorry about some of that flack that i've given you in the past like geez mate yeah i guess there is always something more behind the curtain yeah exactly exactly and i think i think a lot of people forget that these people running the show are people they yeah. are humans and mm. also 
anyone right anyone doing doctor who is a fan of doctor who and doesn't want to make bad doctor who they're not doing anything intentionally no you no you, i don't think anyone goes out the way to create something bad they're not like hee hee how am i going to upset the fans this week and it's like no of course not like they are there because they're passionate and they want to tell different stories and okay sure sometimes certain things work out certain things don't and there's plenty of stuff behind the scenes that maybe are results and certain things not resolving or happening as the way that they intended or the like but credit where credit's due like we still kept Doctor Who going and I do think Jodie's been wonderful I do think the fantastic moments like all of Flux I loved the season finale for her was absolutely beautiful um we got Rasputin like that in itself is <laughs> I think that was pretty worth it um but you know I I joke but at the same time that was just incredible Robbie, oh, Robbie, and, yeah, he's yeah, trying, he's trying he says he says in the interview they shot they actually shot this footage which doesn't make it in there there's like a two-hour cut of power of the doctor okay right okay. with with like the rasputin segment being like a four minute long dance and stuff what have you right okay 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 okay, okay, okay. yeah I'm and they also shot the master having rasputin's real life death and then and then he gets to the planet where he where he has the big shooty laser go for the doctor. Shut the front door. So, so Robin. Yeah. If that's the case, it's in a jar <laughs> when he's. It's in a jar. When we see him on that planet at the, at the end of the planet, it's in a jar already. Yeah. Can we can we still have that head cannon of the doctor just going to find the jar? Just to sort of compare, just be like, mm. oh, yeah. That no, no. straight yeah. up, it's not only does this is this like, well, the master is well hung, yeah. but, uh, but yeah. also it means that we could technically have a Metacrisis Master from... Yes. <laughs> Which I know is an old joke we've made several times. But, but it's, it's a like, good one. It's oh a goodie. Yeah, okay. Um, let's go back to... <laughs> let's talk about what's coming, okay? So, okay. <laughs> on Christmas Eve, we were treated with a very... Dairy, just a little snippet of uh, Neil Patrick Harris's currently unnamed, unknown character. We all think it's the Celestial Toy Maker. Like, it's pretty, we think it is. But him going, Worldwide Premiere. And then being like, mm. and us being like, oh, what, what does this mean? And then Christmas Day, we were treated to a beautiful little trailer for the 60th mm. featuring, and it was actually confirmed. Beep the meep is in the oh, I am so excited because I've gone from I don't know who the hell Beep the Meep is to you telling me all about them, playing their amazing theme song, which I'm like, oh my god, I cannot wait to see how they do this on Doctor Who screens. And holy shit, we're we're going places. We are throwing in like all sorts of deep lore now, like. 
if Beat oh. the Meep is possible, can, can we get can we get our penguin? Can we get our, our oh, cute little penguin? Yeah, well, who's, oh. who's to say Frobisher hasn't been? He's a shapeshifter. Who's to say he hasn't already been a new Who? And then he just wreck on it. That's, uh, but no, that's my hope. Oh, David's new outfit as well for the 14th Doctor. It's my favorite, straight up. It's my, I gotta say, it's my favorite Doctor outfit. It's as much as I love his Temp Doctor one, it is Mm. the superior outfit. The cut of it, the drip is just, it's something about it. And the way in the trailer, you know, it's like, you know, Donna has this line which is like, yes, Catherine's back. I'm sorry. uh, She's like, I feel like I had something so lovely. And it's like, and then mm. he, oh, he has that beautiful when he's glass. And he's like, if she remembers me, she will die. And I'm just like, oh, mm. oh, it's so, I'm just so excited. You know, I, when I watched that, I was freaking out so much. My partner was with me and she was just like, what does that all mean? It's like, it's because you haven't caught up with the series, okay? I'm trying to get her to watch it. Fake I fan. Wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to catch up with it so that I could be like, huh? huh? This is why she's my favourite. Yeah. This is why David yeah. Tennant is amazing with her. And I just wanted to catch up to at least that point. So when it comes out, she'll be hyped as well. And I could turn yeah. her into a, a Doki Who fan as well. But... Oh, oh, it's, oh, it's, it's so it's, good. It's, it's so such good, a good trailer. Such a good. I've rewatched that trailer a bunch of times, and it's, mm. you know, I, I know there's a few people out there who are sort of like having trepidations about the sixth year from the fact that David's back. And again, valid, totally. But mm. I think it's the sort of thing where we should wait and see what we what what we're given, you know. But so far, I'm very hyped. I'm very excited. Yeah. It's, it's fascinating. It's really fascinating stuff because this isn't the Doctor who he was playing before, is it? No, this is like a whole new Well, he's, he's it's technically a new incarnation. However, his mannerisms and everything about him is very 10th Doctory. But yeah. in the same sense... You know, if we go back to, well, if we uh, if we examine the canon, uh, Robert, mm-hmm. if you will, oh, yes. if we go back if we go back to Day of the Doctor, then uh, you know we have the the curator who comes in played by Tom Baker, who's technically let's face it, he's just the fourth Doctor, isn't he? And yeah. uh, you know, he says, you know, sometimes you revisit some of the old favorites, mm. you know, and. You know, we, we we let's face it. We all know what the tenth doctor's last words were. You know, mm, yeah. he loved being the tenth doctor, or the doctor loved being the tenth doctor. So that's like the epitome of an old favorite. You know, it's it's interesting because I it's one of those instances where I wish I was a fly on the wall. So I could wish I could listen in on that conversation, which convinced him to come back. Because we, we I, know he's a huge, huge fan. Yeah, I, gen- I, gen- I, I that's the thing. Uh, that's what Russell T. Davis said. It was gen- it was because of lockdown. It was because the lockdown videos and the tweeting um, when they were doing the stolen Earth one. Yeah, David and Catherine both text him saying, "Any oh, wouldn't it be great if uh, Donna and uh, Donna and the Doctor came back for more adventure?" Really. So when Are you they, serious? yeah, yeah, that's it. So we, you know, technically, we we owe even more to Emily Cook than we <sighs> thought of before. You know, so that's that's wonderful because I know there was a lot of fans online who are basically going, "Oh, they're just 
force unleashing this where they're relying on nostalgia to bring back in fans so that they can sort of really push for I, uh, I, I, there's an element of that it's, there's, there's, a, there's a little bit but even then I don't think using nostalgia in that way is necessarily a bad thing like no. I using that example right there Force, Force Awakens love that movie absolutely yeah. loved it and every time I rewatch that film I'm like yeah yeah, I'm hyped for what comes next. Didn't quite deliver on that, but I'm sure Doctor Who will deliver <laughs> on this. Like, mm, still a bit of a bad taste in my mouth from that. Yeah, it's uh, mm. yeah, it's, it's sometimes it's sometimes t- tough being a Star Wars fan. Other times you eat well, don't you? So, yeah. Oh, I'm I'm, I'm eating well on Mandalorian. Thank you very much. And I I cannot wait to dine on. Docky Who and Christmas specials right after my yeah. Christmas pudding, which, yeah. So trailer looks absolutely incredible. Um, um, and, you know, I actually forgot to cover something as well we talked about there. We're getting, back, it's getting back to November, okay? Yes. Um, we had sort of the day or so before, we had a, a little thing put out that was uh, very much how they announced shooting in the same way. We had two hearts, Plus, and then we had a red diamond, a ruby, if you will, um, which everyone was like, oh, what's this mean for children in need? Okay. And it was revealed that the, the, we were going to be learning who the new companion was on uh, basically for series 14 going forward. Now, as soon as I saw that, I went, I reckon this character is going to be called Ruby. Yeah. I did and not I know a lot make that connection. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah, and sure enough, I sat through Children in Need that night. I never enjoy watching Children in Need because a lot of seconds aren't as good as they used to be, and a lot of the stories are they're harrowing as they should be, you know. And it's yeah. very, it's very, it's a very upsetting thing. And you know, I always try and donate. I do what I can, which I, you know, I urge people to do as well to that. But yeah, and uh, but then we finally have the TARDIS come on and outstepped. An actress I'd never heard of. <laughs> True, but if the videos that we have seen of, I'm, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing her name correctly, Millie Gibson with Millie Shooter Gibson, Gatwell, yes, yeah, yeah. there that that chemistry right there in the parking lot that we've seen oh. with shoot. I mean, we're going to get to it with his costume, but that immediate chemistry, the chemistry. And also, that I've short been told. video has me so excited for them. Yeah. But yeah, you, you go on, you go on. Uh, mate. And I've been told because that when it was announced uh, in one, in one of the family group chats, my mother-in-law were, uh, said straight away, Millie Gibson, she's an amazing actress. She was fantastic in Coronation Street. And I was like, oh, okay, oh. okay, I'll take that. That's really good. You know, okay, so that's good. That's good. I'm very excited to see. I'm very excited to see again what. And it was revealed as well that her character is going to be called Ruby Sunday. Yeah, like that is such an unusual name. It it, it stands out. It really yeah. does stand out. And she looks oh, ha- from what I've fifth. seen, she's got some fabulous looking costumes throughout yeah. this season coming. Let's face it, we got the the fifteenth Doctor and the the fifteenth Doctor and Ruby Sunday, who I think are just going to be best friends mm. millie has said in an interview i think that uh, their relationship is like two schoolgirls traveling through <laughs> the universe which i'm kind of like 
oh, this I like the sound of this. Mm. This sounds very interesting. And yeah, like you say, in January we have our first look of the fifteenth Doctor in costume. Mm. Uh, with the orange jumper, with the fantastic uh, plaid um, matching jacket and bottoms. Yeah. Oh, Robin, what, what were your first thoughts when you saw that costume? I loved it. I absolutely loved it. There was something... What, what is it with Scott's and looking just so incredible in Tartan? Like, with Shooty and David, like, oh my God, they just absolutely brilliant and yeah. that there's something so great as well is that 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 incredible bright orange which at first i was like oh am i keen on that because of it just being one primary bright yeah. color but it's really grown on me it's so so grown on me and i before i forget i have to immediately shout this out um dominic you have posted some incredible oh. cosplay i love it i absolutely love it man well, you, you're thing, doing actually. god's work there that's the thing because a couple of weeks ago we've seen pictures of another 15th doctor or cat costume thank which you is what we imagine which, which i imagine we use the 50 in his uh, sorry first special and already people are cosplaying that one of which being dom g martin friend of the show Mm. who I actually met for the first time at the BFI. And yeah, Dom, you looked amazing in your 15th Doctor cosplay. Genuinely, it was it was fantastic to see. He looks so, so, so good in that. And yeah, now, now I love the official one that's kind of binged out there. It looks absolutely brilliant. I love, like, the colours. It looks so good. But can I just say that these are, like, sleet photos of this yeah, holiday special yeah oh, that brown coat i don't know what it is in fiction but it's, you give oh. a fictional character a long coat like that yeah. and it's they a brown just look like leather coat and it's like so it's so cool and it instantly mm. made me think oh my god the doctor's fighting vampires at christmas it's got, yes. such, like a, it's got such like a vampire huntery feel about it i'm just mm. like that'd be, that'd be so cool you know, so but that's that's completely just a headcanon based on what he's dressed like. Mm-hmm. Which probably isn't gonna be the case, but still. And yeah, and what I think what's re- what's really cool about that is that it's kind of confirmed to us that unlike say the tenth doctor or thirteenth doctor, that rather than that, like having like, oh, that's their costume, it's gonna be kind of more like an like a like a like a wardrobe, like a poldy had or a third doctor had, where it's like they have rather than having like one specific look with like a slight variation on the night, they've mm-hmm. got like a like different things they wear, which I'm I'm quite excited to see. You know, oh. which I think which I think really plays into like shooty's young, shooty is fashionable. Shooty is is so cool that why oh, would you is. just limit why would you limit him to one costume when you can show off so many things, you know? I've I've been just my Twitter feed right now is nothing but like shooty and clips from him from sex education and how yeah. incredible he is in that, which it's maybe want to watch that series now because of how damn good he is in it. You should. But he is genuinely. He's the. He's like the best character in the show, personally, in my opinion. Oh. So, and you know, I love that idea, and I really hope that that's the case that you just brought up. Because in my head, I wasn't sure if the leaked photos from this holiday special were going to be kind of 
his first official outfit before he switches things up for this. You know how they like, they like to play wardrobe, but mm. I, I love both already. And sort of keeping those those colours of orange and brown, like if mm. he constantly changed his costume but kept those primary colours, oh, man rocks them. Man absolutely yeah. rocks them. And also, he's got a moustache. Yes! Oh, I love it. It's... I, Okay, Jack, at the risk of sounding like a complete nonce on a Doctor Who podcast, have you? No, don't say that. No, 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 no. (laughs) Change that word. Change that word. No. I'm sounding like an idiot. Um, There we go. That's better. Okay. (laughs) Alarm bells were ringing there. I was like, no, we don't need another one in this community. No. (laughs) I'm I'm probably just using words that I'm not quite 100% familiar with, which is, you know, that, that's great for me as a writer, isn't it, to just do that. But um, this is why you have a thesaurus, kids. Um, but um, no, I was just going to say, like, we, we haven't had, like, proper facial hair doctor, have we? Like, it's definitely not like a moustache. No, not. No. Um, obviously, there's the war doctor with his... Yeah, sort of, I, you know, I was you know. thinking that, but... but... but you know, not in terms of like main, main, like main series. That's, like. that's why I wanted to differentiate it because yeah. if someone was to be like, oh, but the war doctor, the war doctor, like, I know, I know, but yeah, main doctor. But, and there's yeah. something I, I like, I like the stash. There's something just uniquely different about giving him that. It's like, ooh, ooh, yeah. yeah. It's great. I really <clears> like it. You know, I just I'm very excited. I think Chuty's going to bring in a lot, like a large audience himself. Anyway, like I've heard so many people that are fans of sex education be like, "Yeah, I'm going to watch Doctor Who if Chuty's in this." And mm. welcome to the fandom, welcome to the community. So uh, it's a fucking dumpster fire. <laughs> oh, no, it's, a, it's a oh fuck. Um, sorry to interrupt you. I just had to. I just had to look up the meaning of nonce. Um, I've honestly, I've been using this word in the wrong way. The wrong <laughs> oh I thought it was God, like, I thought it was, um, I thought it was like numpty, you know, like dumb like that. Wow. Um, I'm, I'm glad I've never said that to anyone in person without any context. <laughs> I've broken Jack. Um, that has been an awful lot of running. Thank you for listening. Um, for my final appearance on the podcast, apparently, as I outed myself on here. Um, thank you, Jack, for all these wonderful memories. Um, I will be taking myself away from here as um, everybody demands for me to be kicked <laughs> off. Fucking hell, that is... If that yeah, becomes that, a soundbite now, very... like... <laughs> that was a very poor... Very poor choice of words, Robin. But mm. I think we can. I think we'll move past that. Please, um, just, just please move past that. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think. Is there, is there anything else we want to cover in terms of? Uh, yes, well, uh, we talked about leaked photos. We haven't talked about this incredible leaked possible design for the TARDIS interior. Oh yes, yeah, with a with a little jukebox in the corner. Apparently, I love yeah. that jukebox. I love yeah. that. And of course, we've also had the the talk of how um, uh, 
potentially, you know, there's like new techniques being developed and how much TVs come on and like, you know, because of how big and how amazing it is, they're they're having, you know, they're shooting in the TARDIS with fucking drone footage. Like, yeah, what? Oh, that's, I mean, that right there is signs of the series having that budget. And we've always had those kind of sweeping shots and the like, but if we could have more of those sweeping shots, but like one long take of them going around the console. And if we could have that kind of magical shot of spinning around, getting in all those angles, followed by sort of following them out the TARDIS and outside to some sort of new environment. Oh, Oh, that would keep the immersion right there. That would be like, oh my God, I really am in the TARDIS. I really am traveling from point A to point B. Um, Especially if they can get this Mandalorian tech with this generate new environments around them. If we could do that for like the outside one moment, they go into the TARDIS, they have the whole sweeping shot, they're talking and everything. And then they go back outside and they're in a new environment because of that tech that can just generate something new. That would be, oh, that would be so magical. Oh, I just, oh my God. You know, it's just, I'm, I'm so excited to, I'm so excited for this new era and what comes with that and just what mm. it's, I can't I even, mate. It's just truly wonderful, you know? It's it's beautiful stuff. And before we move on to anything else, because I know we've got a pin on BFI, which I want to hear all about. Um, we've also got other leaked photos, don't we? Of um, some big slug boys making their way around. Yes, yeah. Oh, my God. It's, uh, it, 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 there, was, there, was, there was slug, uh, there was weird slug boys sucking people into them or something in like Swansea or something when they were mm. filming, which is interesting, you know, to say the least. Uh, so I, I don't know what that's about, but um, there seemed to be like, um, uh, like, like Albion or something like that, uh, like a political party, which look very um, right wing, that very, very mm. Tory. So I can only assume that Russell's doing some political commentary uh, because... Well, well, that's a first in Doctor Who. I've never heard of that. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Um, Mm. I I can only assume that he's uh, decided to uh, take the uh, Daleks from being the only uh, Tory surrogate or fascist surrogate, as I should say, Mm. and decided to put these massive slugs in as well, which work perfectly as, uh, yeah, uh, fuck the Tories. Um, Anyway... Oh, oh, oh they're bringing politics and they're bringing politics into Doctor Who and they're shoving politics down my mouth. Mate, Doctor Who has been full of politics since the Unearthly Child Part 2. Probably Part 1, actually, so fuck you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. Um, but, but new monsters. Always excited for new monsters and see absolutely, yeah. what the hell these bring in. Um, and we've talked about that. So, I guess what I'd like to then know is, Jack, tell me all about BFI. Make me jealous of your time there. Yeah, it was a, it was a truly wonderful time uh, going to the BFI as always. I for the second time I sat next to Davis whilst uh, watching a, a Docky Who thing, and we had a fantastic 
really really great time just watching this six-parter which is long it's a long to have a six-parter at the bfi mm. we had a great time sitting there watching it in a room full of who fans katie manning in the room as well and oh. uh, it was it was truly fantastic and but it was also funny because because davis and i were sat there basically mystery science theater uh oh, nice. it, which was just which was so much fun like there were so many little bits and i i don't think you've seen the original sea devils uh serial happy robin no i haven't uh, no it's uh I, I i do recommend it it's, it was a lot of fun it really was um, i wanted to uh, go i will so, i will just say so i will just say it does feature swords uh so don't t- let those touch your skin Oh, thank God! Oh, I thought you had me worried there for a second, there, Jack. No, it's it is it's it, it's it's a wonderful third Doctor story coming from Malcolm Hulk, who wrote the Silurians and many other ones of the third Doctor era, and it kind of plays on some of the similar beats about that. It's incredibly pro uh, Navy, which is makes sense because huh. my it's pro Navy, very anti-establishment though at the same time. Which is mm. uh, quite, which is quite funny. Features the third Doctor, Joe Grant, and the Master Delgado in it, and it's just, Ooh. it's Delgado's going back up in my rankings of Master because he's just this suave, like polite, gentlemanly nature mm. to him. Like you could, it's really funny because you can see shadows of his performance in, like, say, Sasha Dwan, but then mm. the characterization is completely different as well. Because whereas, the, you know, there's there's almost like a respect and love that uh, the master has for like Joe Grant in like those yeah. series and like and then I don't I don't think you could say that with the with the master now like mm. oh boy mm. yeah well this is this my next question now is which BFI has been your favorite so far because I know you had yeah. an amazing time with this one. It definitely Sea Devils so far because just meeting so many amazing people. Um, I met Katie Manning after the show and gave her a badge, got a signing, cried because she was so... I spoke to her about starting the podcast and how Doctor Who's been there for me during like dark times in my life. And and she was saying it's wonderful that people can do this sort of thing now and talk about this. Um, God bless her. She she cupped my face in both her hands and was speaking what? to me, and then gave me the biggest, warmest hug as well. Oh, and I I was, and it was so wonderful because I didn't just have that moment, Robin. Yeah. Everyone she spoke to had that same moment with her, that same intent. Like she was on for everyone, and it, it was it was beautiful. Absolutely. I, I don't meet their heroes. Like, um, Katie Manning. Say don't meet, yeah. <laughs> Straight up. Sophie Aldred, Katie Manning. Oh my God. Oh, Sophie you know? as well. She was phenomenal. Yeah. yeah. I also um, actually met, I, I met Joe Lidster, uh, as well. You know, the, the, was there as well, which was very nice. You know, he's, he's a friend now of the show. I can say Ooh. and a friend of me, which is very nice. Um, All right, you're in high cool. places there, Jack. Yeah, you know? I I saw Lee Binding back at the bar. I also met uh, Stephen Noonan, who is playing the first Doctor of a Big Finish right now. I met nice. uh, Daisy Respect. Ashford as well, who's the daughter um, of Jeffrey Beavers and uh, Liz Shaw actress as well, uh, who's currently playing her mother's role on a in Big Finish as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
met so many just wonderful people. Oh, it was genuinely so just, badly. Yeah, it's it's wonderful. And I know other people there that met even more people after I had to leave. So next time I go, I'm definitely going to try and stay in London as well and just have a silly time at the BFI mm. as well. But you know, fingers crossed for what comes in the future. And yeah, I want to bring you because I think it's it would be amazing. I think you really love to meet everyone and what have you. And you know, I, I met you know oh, I met a load like of people that. that I've already met as well, a load of friends and what have you. Uh, you know, like you know, seeing Cat there was great. Again, um, seeing Oliver Smith there, seeing Rory wrestle on productions. A lot of them came from Showmasters uh, to the BFI after that, which was great. Uh, I met mm. Mira, who is a uh, Cat's friend and who's a fantastic Thirteenth uh, Doctor cosplayer. Um, I met Josh Carr there again, Clever Dick Films, <laughs> and Ben. Oh, back gang, the yeah, yeah. The, whole, the, the whole gang was there. It was, it was really, it was really great. And I felt so. I think a lot of people did coming away from there. I felt so. Like let's face it, this this fandom and this community can be very dark and very lonely sometimes, and very. Again, yeah. say it, it can be a dump, it can be a dumpster fire, mm. you know, especially when you you know when you go discourse to discourse. Um, I came away feeling so loved and so happy. And as someone who started this podcast with you because I wanted to talk to one of my best friends about Doctor Who, mm. I felt as someone who grew up not having many friends as well, I felt really wonderful walking away from there last week, being like. For a guy who a couple of years ago would feel very depressed and very upset for not having many friends in the world. Oh, Jack. I feel... I feel so loved and so happy now because I have so many close friends now because of this show that I love so much. And Oh, oh Jack, no, you, you deserve yeah. that love and happiness. I'll... I'm 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 sending you a big hug right now, mate. I'm, yeah. <laughs> oh, well, bless. that's why that's why I want to you. That's why I want to bring you along as well to a BFI, and you know, I gave out some badges as well. There are some very lovely limited edition Doctor Who 60th anniversary and awful lot of running podcast badges, which are out in the world now, and there may mm. be future opportunities for people to claim some as well. So, yeah. Oh, mate, I'm I'm so glad to hear that you had such a phenomenal time. It sounds like. It's such a blast. Like the community for that is amazing. And the opportunity as well to have that kind of massive mystery science theater 3000 banter as well, whilst just enjoying what you're yeah. watching. Not just, you're not yeah. just taking the piss, you know, you are having fun with it. There's a chance. Oh, we, were, we were having, and that's the thing. You, I think you really appreciate how funny some of these stories are when you're in a room with, with, with you know a hundred plus um doctor who fans you really appreciate how funny like even some of these old ones are which is really great i will say though four episodes is a sweet spot six sitting there for six episodes is difficult mm. <laughs> but you still. know what though it's been worth it this bfi as well for all the memes that you've been putting up on Twitter, like practically yeah. every day you ask him for spare tickets and me just being like, okay, is, is Jack going to do it? Yep. Yes, he has. I, He's did, got I, did a a lot, I did a lot of sea devil memes, didn't I? Yeah. I did a lot. They of were them, good. Yeah. I, I liked them. They, they tickled my fancy. 
yeah it was <laughs> it was a lot of fun um i can't think have we got anything else that we want to cover in terms of oh i just thought of something yeah yeah and i have but i'll check with you first okay so we also it was also revealed on the uh 59th anniversary of doctor who ready for the mm. 60th the big finish what their plans were for um for going forward uh, it was the point i wanted to bring up yes and um that is their 60th anniversary series they're doing of different separate releases called once in future which features just about every doctor in some capacity and so many companions and side characters like fucking jackie tyler's back in one what? like that's what, amazing yeah the first one they've released, we know details of properly, is that it's going to be a fourth Doctor release with Sarah Jane in it, played by um, played by Liz Sadin's real life daughter, which is lovely. Oh, who's been playing really? her Sadie Miller, who's you know Sadie Miller, who's been playing her for Big Finish for a, a year, a couple of years now, uh, mm-hmm. is going to be there. It's going to be a fourth Doctor and Sarah Jane story set after he dropped her off. In, um, oh. so set in between then and school reunion yeah 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 but also featuring kate stewart and osgood what like it, it, it's this literally like super smash brothers everyone is here it is a, it is literally that like, i honest to god think they just went you know what and they got a dartboard and just went right we're going to pick these characters and do a story with them. And I, that, I, that's what I love. That's, yeah, what, I, that's I love that. what I want from Big Finish. That's what I want from Big Finish. It's a toy box. Get my favorite action figures, mash them together, and make yeah. it an awesome story. So I, I you know, love also, the toy box description, because that is so yeah. true for stuff mm-hmm. like that. And we can also pretty much read between the lines and confirm that Christopher Eccleston is getting a multi-doctor story. <laughs> because what? What? he's doing yeah because it was already you know, he's already he already said he was doing one with date with david warner uh unbound doctor mm-hmm. and it's pretty much and it's been confirmed that david warner has recorded for this and this is what it is and it's pretty much it's pretty much confirmed now that and big finish kind of liked the tweet i said about it as well which <laughs> confirmed it to me we're going to get the ninth Doctor crossing over with the Unbound Doctor, which I will take oh. that. Like, don't get me wrong, I would love, I would love them if they did Chris and David, but I will take oh. David Warner because I okay. love that in- incarnation, and I, it's it's an absolute tragedy that we lost David Warner this past year, oh, but yeah. it's so wonderful yeah. that we're going to have this. I, I mean, rest in peace to them, absolutely. They they will be missed in Doctor Who, and question that I have now has has Jodie confirmed whether or not she's got any yeah because when you say all the doctors, I don't know if this is wishful thinking, but I'm just like can can we literally get all of them and then sneakily sneak in a shooty Gatwa like cameo just at the very end like, even if you just get him in front I'm of the microphone and just just say even one line to be the stinger like and just oh, have I that know. be oh 
that'd be so good just not even credited on the box when you buy it I know, and then I know, him just to say that at the end like oh that would be so good. i know believe me mate, i know but okay here we go okay okay so okay, um here is a list of uh people that we know will be in it so previously announced uh uh, original TV leads Tom Baker, Peter Davison, mm-hmm. Colin Baker, Sylvester McCoy, Paul McGann, Chris Rex, and David Tennant will be coming. Yeah, okay. Um, joining them will be Stephen Noonan as the first doctor, nice. Michael Troughton as the second doctor, Tim Trelaw as the third doctor. So they're, they're ones they've used already. This is all yeah. just for this series. David Warner as the Unbound Doctor. Okay. They said there. And also coming back will be Michelle Gomez as Missy. Uh, Nicola Walker as Livchenka, Georgia Tennant as Jenny, the Doctor's daughter, Michelle Reiner, Ryan as Lady Christina. I don't know who wanted that. Camille Cadodi as uh, Jackie Tyler, Neve McIntosh as Madame Mastra, Catherine Stewart as Jenny Flint, Dan Starkey as Strax, Sadie Miller as Sarah Jane Smith, Christopher Naylor as Harry Sullivan, Ken Bones as the General, mm-hmm. and Beth Chalmers as Vecklin. Mm-hmm. Who you know, you know Vecklin because you've listened to. Um... Mm-hmm. Sorry, I've just got Smash Brothers in my head now. Just literally thinking everyone is here, but it please, is please carry on. And I got so they put out the. Uh, the artwork, the standard artwork and the limited edition uh, artwork. Uh, if you're a true fan, you order limited edition like myself. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> but no, I ordered the limited edition one. And both, um, so the first release is called Once and Future Past Lives, written by Robert Valentine. Um, also featuring the meddling monk, played by Rufus, Rufus Hound. And both covers are amazing. The limited edition one is absolutely gorgeous with... Uh, I'll send them to you after this, Robin. Oh, yeah, yeah. But the standard edition one has Tom Baker, Sarah Jane, Kate Stewart, Osgood, and the meddling monk on the cover with, like, crocodile dinosaur men. Oh, like, I, think I've, I think I've... Yeah, I've seen this one. Oh, I love those crocodile dinosaur men. And I wanted, I wanted to ask you, Jack, like, is this some obscure Doctor Who creature that I've not seen before? Yeah. Oh, and that's I, the I, other I, cover. That's yes. the other one. Um, and I've sorry, got to say, you... I, th- I, th- I think for a lot of people, the that cover, which I'm holding up for Robin right now, is the limited edition one. For one. I think the limited edition cover sold a lot of people in the Diamond logo. That's that's the cover that I saw. So, you know, I just talked right now about how that could be in the middle and you could have all sorts around in it that's what made me think that and that's why i love that logo so much oh but yeah who are these crocodile boys like i don't know but i'm excited oh they really do i mean i think i think it's i think it'll be nice if uh maybe in future podcasts because i'll be listening to it obviously as they all come out maybe Mm, we can do a little mm. segment where we'll check in with some of the 60th stuff uh from you know from yeah it'll be lovely I'm sorry, but what is it with Doctor Who and going, okay, let's take an animal and just splice it into a humanoid, whether it be a Jadoon or like one of the kind of cat-like people, like, and just making them look so awesome. There's like a a killer shark or, um, no, what's he called? Um, um, It's King Shark, isn't it, in Suicide Squad? Yeah, Uh, yeah, King Shark. There's like a a shark dude in Cold Fusion, I want to say, which is a 
uh, as well, which is a mm. big Finnish one as well, which was originally a, a, a Virgin New Adventures novel. But yeah, uh, th- th- I'll be honest, we got a lot. We got we are going to be eating well this year, mm. which actually brings me to my final point. Oh, yes, yes. Comic relief is going is going to represent Doctor in some way because we've already seen for Red Nose Day pictures of David Tennant in his full suit Doctor outfit yes. with red noses with Lenny Henry. So we can only imagine what's going to come. Oh. Maybe, maybe this is finally resolving the plot point from. Uh, from <laughs> oh, you part beat two. me to it! You beat you know? me to it! You did. Ah, oh, but all token aside, like, oh, I, I've seen those photos. I'm very happy that he's in it. Like, oh, I, was it Wet Nose or was it Children in Need where we had that little, um that small little clip that never made it into any Doctor Who official episode. That was um, Children of Need back in the day. You, you know it? the yeah. one I'm talking about. Thank you. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Uh, if we could get something like that. I know that's I know. really, that's raising my hopes up a little too high perhaps, but I, 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 I can dream. I got a dream. Yeah. Oh, it's exciting, isn't it? Yeah. But <sighs> I, I think it's, it's an exciting time. It's so funny to think that, technically we're in like a really big gap between tv episodes like technically it's like 13 months between power of the doctor and the 60th start but the content that's coming out now like the like it doesn't feel like a drought like some of them have done in past because we've constantly had new stuff coming 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 and i think that's a very deliberate thing which they used to do back when russell was uh, running it was like if they're feeding us feeding us feeding us mm. feeding us which is really great so and i'm yeah. okay with that i'm generally okay because we've we at least know where things are coming from we're getting stuff as you say through um big finish or whether it be some other sort of representations from bfi and the likes like just keeping fans excited and knowing once we do get it that it's guaranteed at least eight episodes a year. Like, that is, ooh, oh, looks like meat's back on the menu, boys. <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh, very exciting, isn't it? It's, mm. I, it's, it's amazing to say that the future of Doctor Who looks very bright and very exciting. Mm. But obviously, it always does, you know? It always looks exciting. It always looks very bright. So, yeah. Anything else you want to cover, mate? You can think of? I, I think that's pretty much it. I, I know we spoke before this about a possible thing that you wanted to bring up as yeah, well. Yeah, there, there is one thing that's very much just off, 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 hot off the presses, actually. That um, someone, it's leaked, it's leaked today that there is going to be a series two of Doctor Who Redacted, mm. which is very exciting. However, it's... Uh, mm. Oh? It, 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 oh, comes no. with a bit of a, no. it comes with a bit of a sad don't, thing. Don't do this to me, Jack. Don't do this to me. What What is it? Um, so I absolutely love Doctor Who Redacted, and it came from same, the mind of... Ella, uh, it came from the mind of Ella Watts, who championed to make this who created the series got Jonah Dawson involved as well and even those who sort of created the show and created the characters and wanted to put representation out there as like the focus and made it so successful mm. was very much 
like the unsung hero though of series one and it was very much she was like in the scene as being the background and director even though she created the show basically and mm. was producer as well and director and different things like that um it's been revealed that james goss who is a writer i absolutely love and i don't think there should be any hate directed his way because end of the day this won't be his fault um yeah. is going to be going forward as producer for series two and people said well Someone said on Twitter, uh, well, Gemma, oh, sorry, are you going to be involved as well? Yeah. And and um, it was revealed, uh, she replied to this uh, person uh, by saying, I'm going to find the tweet now, which is taking me longer than I expected to. Uh, I will, that's just a shame. She responded saying, Um, sadly not. Whilst I repeatedly told the BBC I'd like to work on the series, they decided to hand it to James Goss without an application process. I'm sure there's some really important brand thoughts going into it, though, which is a very diplomatic way of saying basically it was taken from her. I mean, props to her for putting it like that, because that is a very, very bit of pill to swallow right there, and Oh, mm. yeah. I mean, I, I'm sure the content will still be fantastic and I think it will definitely do a lot of wonders in terms of helping the Doctor Who community be excited again for Doctor Who and for, mm. like, getting new fans into it as well. But knowing that little factoid, that... Yeah, it, mate, does, that it does bit, mm. It does make it very sour in my in my taste in it and i think it's i think it's absolutely a bbc problem that's happened here mm. and i think it's absolutely you know i think it's i think it's really wrong and i think it's quite it's quite bad as well to have a series that was created by a I queer how woman I feel about that right now because this is this is new for me look and i'll be honest as well like james gost is a queer man absolutely and he's a fantastic writer and producer and director and lots of different things and he's one of my absolute favorites he really is mm. but i don't know i don't know how i feel about the bbc making the decision to take this away from a queer woman who is the creator of this who was mm. not very much not appreciated by them they've taken that and given it to a man you know what I mean? Okay. I, I'm i not going to say anything about because this is literally new news to me and I don't want to say anything because I'm not informed enough about it just yet. It definitely, what I'm going to say, it sucks for someone who was the original creator of something and had that original passion to not even be considered, like not even like, um interviewed i think that is where it really sucks i think you mm. should at least talk to someone like that because for them to just potentially find out this news like just from online or a random post that's a punch to the gut and i oh you jack why do you do this to me mate like i've gone from being like oh Redactor's back. Really excited to, oh, oh, I've got a bit of a 
bad taste in my mouth now from yeah, that. Like, it's, uh, mm. it's upsetting, isn't it? And I think, <sighs> yeah, I suppose we'll just have to wait and see what uh, what comes out of this, really. So. I think I think that's the best thing to do again is just to wait and see what happens really. But you know, I definitely I feel very sad for Ella. I really do. So yeah. And if people haven't already, please go and listen to uh, the episode which Ella Watts appears on uh, on Josh Carr's amazing Who Knew podcast because it really is a fantastic episode, and it really does um, really does talk about. Um, how she created this show and everything going forward. And yeah, um, I tell you what, Robin, I've got nothing else to say there. So um, let's go to our brand new segment, shall we? So, and this is our brand new segment, the Space Time telegraphs where we will be reading uh questions statements ideas from uh friends and listeners of the show uh who have sent in lovely things so yes i've been looking forward to this for so so long i've i've said it a few times after podcasting please please get in touch we want to hear from you and oh i'm actually really excited for our first question jack well, I've, I've put this out first of all. So uh, it's rather than questions, what have you. I said, I put a thing out saying um, we're recording our first pod of the year. Uh, we'll be discussing everything we know about the Doctor Who 60th anniversary, mm-hmm. Series 40, and the future that is to come. Uh, so what are you most excited for uh, for the 60th, uh, the, sh- the shooting Gatsby era even? Do you have any predictions for what we have to come? Our replies. Um, first reply came from friend of the show, dedicated listener, Oscar Grouchos himself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, his prediction for the 60th says a powerful commentary on the power of nostalgia and the importance of looking forward followed by the adventures mm-hmm. of two very very best friends finding joy in the universe and each other amidst a darkening and uh, totalitarian corrupt contemporary Britain that is wonderfully put that is really wonderfully put and I think they've kind of hit the nail right on the head right there because I think Unabashedly, I think the BBC are using nostalgia to really bring back in a lot of old fans. And I'm glad to hear as well that both David and Catherine were both like on board, like, yeah, yeah, we want to be yeah. part of this. Let's do it, baby. And you know, yeah, I, they were my favorite combo. So, of course, my nostalgia, e- even as someone who already watches the show, I'm 100% going to watch it for sure. And I know that a lot of my friends from university, friends who haven't watched it for years, mm. they've all told me that they're going to watch the new stuff when it comes out yeah, yeah. because of that excitement. It does have its power, but if we can indeed follow it up with <laughs> some new, really compelling stuff, which does its own thing and really does keep fans and reminds people, hey, this is why people love Doctor Who. Yeah, I think that's all really quality stuff. Like Jack, what your thoughts, mate? I think I think Oscar has summed it up beautifully there. Mm. I I I really think you know there've been hints and there've been rumours about it, and I really think I think going forward we can expect. I think the sixtieth will be a sort of commentary on the idea of nostalgia and how 
potentially how that can be toxic in some circumstances. And I think it will absolutely be, you know, Shooty's 15th Doctor, Millie Gibson's Ruby Sunday, going forward with two best friends. Um, just, yeah. And let's face it, the totalitarian Britain, we're living in it right now. And mm. way more than ever, Russell is angry. Russell is angry. You know that if you've seen years and years or you've sent it to sin, you know how angry this man is. And he's been put in charge of the most successful sci-fi television series in the world. Again, we are going to get some fucking Savines. (laughs) That is a great, great start. Thank you. Thank you for posting that. We really appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, our next one comes from um, the monk or at the mighty Pateng. Uh They say really excited for a strong character focus that Russell brings to all his projects, which mm-hmm. absolutely, I think there's a reason we um, absolutely adore, um, you know, you know, Russell's characters, you know, we look at Jackie Tyler, for example, who is, you know, a companion's mother. And let's face it, she's probably one of the best characters in all of Doctor Who. She's pretty, you know? like we've watched in season one. I have laughed so much with her. So, so much. There's a strange man in my, in my bedroom. There is. And I'm in my dressing gown. You are. Anything could happen. No. No. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and just little things uh, like even down to like the when she's when I and when when uh the tenth doctor's then he's like, I need, I need she's I like guess, guess, all that's the one I was and he's like, I, I need you to, oh I need you to shut up. Oh he hasn't changed that much then. Like, oh <laughs> and iconic. I'm gonna be killed by a Christmas tree. <laughs> little golden oh. nuggets like that, which Sometimes I'm grateful for my goldfish memory because it means I can relive that for the first time again and just be like, yep. Well, you know what one of my other favourites is? What's that? Army of Ghosts. When the Doctor's going off and then Rose is like, my mum's, my mother's still on board. And she's like, if we end up on Mars, I'll kill you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to seeing mm. some really focused character stuff from Russell because I think we're going to have, genuinely have some beautiful stuff there. You know, well, already we've seen such chemistry in a video filmed in a parking lot just to show off a costume. Like if that's their chemistry as just fellow actors, friends, and we're going to see that in their companionship as Doctor and Companion. Hot damn! Yeah, we're in yeah. some. some- Good stuff. That's a really good point there, Monk. Thank you. Yeah. I um, also... Let's see. Let's see if I can find the other ones. Okay. Um, I also shared another post um, talking about um, off of that one, saying, spoilers, another amazing look for Shooty uh, as the Doctor. New episodes being recorded soon. Uh, drop your theories, incitement, excitement and thoughts below. What are your thoughts on our Doctor's look, which this being the leather coat version? Uh, friend of the show, Reese Dell, at uh, oh, why do they have numbers? Why do I hate it when people have numbers? <laughs> uh, Reese 
pardon me, Reese saying um, at RHY5D3LL, I love that he seems to be getting a Pertwee slash Capaldi-esque variety of outfits that all follow the same theme and vague color scheme. Very much like you were saying, Robin. Mm, He definitely suits a more vibrant and varied wardrobe, so I'm glad to see that he'll be getting one. I mean, the fan reactions from those photos, from those costumes, like... I can remember that day when they were revealed and we were all putting up photos of that. We all talk about it. And I don't recall anyone really being negative about the costume either. I think we were all generally really I think I think there are a few people that weren't quite sure, but I okay, was okay. illustrating, yeah. But and I think I always think, you know, these people are valid to it. So and I got one more, Oscar Groucho's again commenting on that picture of Shooty. Uh Shooty in the snow in the costume. He says, the Nirvana Doctor spun through a Mac- Matthew McConaughey Sahara filter with added sass. Oh, which I love. That's good. That's good. Can, can we get that on a Doctor magazine cover? You know, just of that. <laughs> like that oh, to yeah. me just feels like that. That right there is mm, Chef's Kiss. Oh, those are all cracking. Those are all absolutely really cracking. Great. Really great, and that that comes that that's our very last space time uh, telegraph. So thank you so much. Uh, there'll be opportunities in the future, and this is also what we are going to call the segment going forward when we come to questions for guests uh, joining us on the podcast. So mm. yeah, beautiful stuff. I'm very happy with that segment. Yeah. Uh, Robin, I think this mm. does bring the podcast to a close, though, uh, unfortunately. Oh, what? I've been having such good fun, though, Jack. Don't tell me it's over just yet. Okay, okay, I'll tell you what. Let's what? cut to our other segment. Let's cut to a tasty cannon buster. Oh, I'm having a neuron implosion. I need... What do you need? I need to say it. Tell me, I tell need... me, tell me. Painkillers. I need... Do you need aspirin? I need... Codeine, paracetamol. I need... Oh, I don't know, paracetamol. I need... Liquid paraffin. Vitamin C. Vitamin D. Vitamin E. Is it food? Something simple. Bowl of soup. Nice bowl of soup. Soup in a sandwich. Oh, soup in a little ham sandwich. I need you to shut up. Oh, it hasn't changed that much. Pause for whatever music I play here for this. Yep. <laughs> okay, so for people that don't know and uh, new listeners that could be around potentially, a cannon buster is my loving little playford ode to Davis, uh, who does Broke Cannon, obviously, on YouTube. People should definitely check out. I like to end every podcast with a cheeky little factoid from the Hooniverse, just to show that canon is pointless, does not exist, and there's a lot of bullshit in it as well, especially when you look at Doctor Who. Um, okay, Robin, mm-hmm. my first, well, well, my factoid today comes not really from like an established work or anything, but from a creator speaking about this and talking mm-hmm. about it and in a sense, making it canon in that sense. Okay. So um, Robin, I'm sure you might not necessarily know the name Robert Holmes, who was uh, a writer of many of the very best stories in classic who um, also, Funny enough, writer of the Santarans. Hmm. I'm afraid that I'm not as familiar create, with his name. You know, create creator of the Santarans, we should say. So actually, okay. Well, I okay. tell you what, Robin. Let me let me let me let me throw you a question. Okay, how do you take down the Santarans? Very simply, can you remember what you do? 
Well, you hit him on the back of the neck, don't you? Yeah, back of the neck, back of the head. You're exactly right. Yeah, Very yeah. True. true. Um, well, apparently, uh, something that uh, Robert Holmes or Bob Holmes uh, was famous for was actually um, coming up with the intimate and sexual and fist theological <laughs> nature of an entire race. Oh, okay. No. Uh, he actually once spent about three hours talking to many people uh, or writers uh, about um, basically how Centaurans have sex. Oh, Jack. Oh, Jack, you, sh- you should have put up a warning before this one. I didn't realize that we were going, uh, going a bit uh, saucy with this one. Ooh. Yeah, okay. Yeah, true. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, sometimes have sex using the holes in the back of their head. <laughs> um, I have so many questions. Um, do you need to finish off with a description, or can I just don't say finish fire? off? Don't don't say finish off. That what, don't what, say finish what, off. Jack, why don't no. you want me to finish you off, Jack? No, no, Robin. <laughs> This is this is another this is another thing where I don't think you know what that means. <laughs> or perhaps I do know what that means, and I'm just testing. Okay. So, okay. Um, so, I so, so, so Rob, basically, basically, Robin, think of like you know mm-hmm. the Sultara strategy, strategy or whatever it is, you know, where where Donna's like going through and the doctor's like you knock him out by hitting him on the back of the head with or back of the neck with the uh, hammer there. Oh, she's I, basically she's basically smashing their balls in her mouth. Mm. Oh, oh, oh no, that's I just felt that. Or I'm just imagining a walk just going straight to my balls, and that is, mm. yeah. is it, well, maybe it's the, or maybe it's to the I do, oh, I do, uh, it, it opens up a whole can of worms, but, this is the but thing, yeah, like during Valentine's Day, do they like, mm, honey, I love the armor that you are wearing. Should we turn around and do <laughs> the business? But they're, they're also a clone race, Robin, so. Yeah, that's you know it's it. Do, yeah. do they just bang necks? Do they have like attachments that they put? I'll on be honest. Like... <laughs> I'll be honest. I'm 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 already past it. I'm 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 I'm, I'm frightened. I, I, I'm sorry, but I, I I'm frightened. But I'm also like, do, do they have like an Anne Summers for some Tarans where they just have different things that they attach onto the back of their necks for this? Like, oh, why why do they even have sex? They're clones. Like just. Wow. Mm. To, I did not think that that is how we were going to finish off the night, but um, yeah, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. You know, it obviously, obviously, you know, on a Valentine's Day, a Santara will get their partner um, ready for that by buying them lots of chocolate. Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Well, I, I will end it there. I suppose we, uh, we've got a lot of exciting things planned this year. We've got some very exciting episodes, uh, coming very much expect very soon a Torchwood series one retrospective because Robin mm. delved into that series for the first time this December. I've started my rewatch and I have thoughts, and it'll yep. be great to talk about them very soon. So, might not be our next episode, but it'll be coming very soon. We have got some very fun ones, we've got some guests planned. 2023 is going to be a big year for us. So, Robin, thank you so much for coming on as always. It's been it's been fantastic to do so it has mate. I've missed these so much and we've covered so much tonight. Like I know. 
oh, and our first introduction was space time telegraph which you guys have not failed thank you so much please keep those coming in and well into next time i've been robin i have been jack and this has been an awful lot of running a doctor who podcast to off for now so uh Thank you for listening to an awful lot of running a Doc 2 podcast. And thank you to Hudson Music for our wonderful intro and outro. You can find an awful lot of running, as well as myself, Jack, and Robin over on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram as well. So please go and give us a follow. And if you can, give us a rate, a follow, review, subscribe, whatever you can do over wherever you listen to this, because it really does help us out. And if you fancy it, donate to our Kofi page help us keep the lights on which there's no obligation whatsoever but we'd really appreciate it thanks for listening to for now